This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. (laughs) Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining! Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. What's going on, everyone? My name's Omar, and before we start, you'll notice that Mickey gives me a bit of stick for my voice, and I thought at the time it was just a little bit of a rusty voice after the football Sunday that we spoke about. Um, I think my mic messed up, so I'm doing it more for my sanity, because I sat through and listened to this, and I was cringing at every single time I was coming across, but... Yes, my voice is different in this. I think it was a mic failure and it's something we'll put right for next week. And if you obviously want to put any laughing feedback, be sure to do so. But yeah, enjoy the show. Thank you as always and speak to you soon. Hello everyone, welcome to another close season special of That Mill Podcast. Hope you're doing well, thank you for listening as always. Joining me as always is my regular co-host, Mr Mickey Simpson. How you doing mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. All good, all good. I feel it's always appropriate to say your surname mate, because you're, you're not Mickey, you're Mickey Simpson, the ex-man on the board. I hope you don't mind me going it's, Mickey Simpson. So. Yeah, no, you sit there and speak to people who are, who are yeah. like, who, who yeah. know who you are and you go, hi there, it's Mickey, Mickey Simpson. Just because, I don't yeah. know, because... So many times we go on shows, people introduce you as, oh, it's, 
it's Mickey Mickey Simpson, and you just think, oh, yeah, yeah, it's Mickey Mickey Simpson, but yeah, no, it's, it just rolls off the tongue. Like for me, no one ever goes, oh, Omar Ronane and Mickey Simpson. It's like it's just Omar and Mickey Simpson. It's like for some reason your surname is appropriate for it, mate. But there you go. Um, and uh, we had a little uh, laughter there from our little joke there, but um, also joining us is a friend of the show and special guest Kai Bennett. There you go. I said your surname now, mate. <laughs> Mill Fan TV. How you doing, Kai? Very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem, mate. How are you doing? Are you think all right? How's your how's close season been for you so far? We discussed earlier. You said you played a bit of cricket and stuff like that. Yeah, it's been it's been okay. It's been not too bad. Uh, you know, it's been weird without football and stuff. It'd be nice to have the the Euros coming in, in in about a week or whatever. But uh, yeah, filling my time with cricket, so can't complain. You mentioned the Euros there. We're going to have a, obviously a few parts of our show today. We'll talk in, at the first part of just you know general mill news today. Um, and discuss obviously the rumour mill and transfers and see if there's anything hot enough on that side of things. We'll also discuss the Euros in another part and discuss our predictions for Euro 2021 as well as our hopes for the England team. And at the end, Mickey's going to steer us into an update on the Mill Fat Club, as he called it, uh, the Fit Fan Scheme that's done by the Community Scheme and also a little discussion about the AMS, uh, the Association Mill Supporters Group. But before we crack on, Mickey, we just obviously want to send a little message out, don't we, to um, a, a co-podcaster out there, uh, Obviously, in and our what we do now. I'll probably yeah. say he's our mentor because if it wasn't for him and us doing guest appearances on his show and everything else, we probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing now. Um, yeah, we said we wouldn't even before we went on. Like, we probably wouldn't even met if it wasn't for Nick. Who no. um, over the weekend there's some news about him and his show. Obviously, God, I'll let you take it away, uh, Mickey. But yeah, just obviously, hopefully, we'll send our well wishes to him. But go on, I'll let you steer it, mate. It will. I mean, there, there's stuff out there. I mean, it's on Hoff and whatnot. I mean, we weren't necessarily going to say, but it's on Hoff and all that. Unfortunately, Nick had a heart attack um, on Saturday. Bowl accounts quite a, a serious. Uh, um, incident. It looks as if the the paramedics and the NHS spotted it and got him to the right hospital. And um, I think he's had a stint fitted and is now at home and is is recovering. But you know, um, massive hats off to the NHS, uh, London Ambulance Service, and uh, and everyone. What you know, um, worked hard and and made sure that the Podfather is uh, is there for another day. So you know. It, it is what it is. Nicky's a, um, he's a good lad. You know, we, we might not agree on everything and, and all of that, but I think that's the part of, of being the Millwall family to a degree. But, um, yeah, no, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have met um, the guy what sounds like a drag queen tonight. And, um, <laughs> and we, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now. So, look, Nick, if you're listening, um, get well soon. Take it easy. And if there's anything um, at all that you need, um you know our numbers, so yeah, get in touch and uh, and tell us what you want, fella. Yeah, echo that force exactly, and I know Kai is the same echoing that force. Definitely. So well, yeah. messages. I can't wait to hear your live comms next season, mate. We've missed them this year, obviously with COVID and stuff. So um, I look forward to your live com reactions at the den uh, in the near future. Uh, we also, obviously, before we get into the show, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a rating. If you're listening for the first time on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can leave us a five-star review. Uh, it's much appreciated. Just give us your feedback. We always appreciate any type of feedback. And yeah, I mean, if you haven't already, check us out on our social media as well, at That Mill Pod. We're across Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and also our website, thatmillpodcast.co.uk. We'll get into part one and it will be all about Millwall and we'll grill Kai about what he thinks will be coming in the next season. So we'll be back shortly. Welcome back to part one. We're going to be discussing 
I guess the news so far this week and obviously anything that's popped up about all things Millwall, we'll try and do this every week before our sh- uh, in the first part of the show. Hopefully we'll have some transfers to talk about, but there's nothing new really to say on the transfer rumour front. Uh, there's been a couple of names that have been linked to the club. Uh, I saw Sam Klukas get mentioned and obviously Campbell, the Scottish midfielder, get mentioned a few times. Uh, we'll read some rumours out in a moment. But Kai, seeing as we got you on here for the first time in a close season, I mean... I guess your initial hopes and thoughts, obviously going into the new season. I know it's quite early to give a prediction, but what's the kind of vibe? You know, you said you're missing football, you're missing Millwall. Like, you look forward to this new season coming around? Definitely, and I'm really hoping we can be there for the first game of the season, or yeah, you know, first game back at the Den. Uh, it'd be really nice. Uh, yeah, I'm really just hoping for for another good season, another pro- well, a season progressing, another good season where we progress under Gary Rower, and hopefully, uh, take he can take us to the next level, which hopefully will be the Premiership. Um, you know, I think there's a couple of things in, in certain what which we need to get there. But um, as I think he said, Deb, we're only a sort of couple of players away from, from being that team. So yeah, I'm really excited for next season. A cool little feature that I've started on our podcast uh, Twitter handle is um, just like transfer rumours and the rumour mill. So if you haven't already followed us like I said, on our social media, just be sure to check us out. But names get mentioned, mate. I mean, there's no sh- there's no strikers getting mentioned at the moment. I saw Charlie White get mentioned. I think at the start of eight, uh, start of May, end of April time from Sunderland. I think he's on a free transfer. But at the moment, there's a couple of names out there. Obviously, Alan Campbell has been constantly linked with us since January, and Sam Klukas. So it looks like you know attacking midfield maybe is a position that Rowett might be looking to address. Do you feel that's a, a fair reflection? Do you think that's maybe a thing that we need to improve in as well? Yeah, definitely. I think that um, you know, I think George Savile like player will be will be really handy for next season, even if it was George Savile himself. Um, someone that can sort of score goals from the midfield and, and create something in behind the strikers. Uh, Alan Campbell looks a really good option. Uh, obviously, will be a free as well. So that's another. And he's only young, so he's supposed to be a really good player. So he'd be a good option. Sam Klukas, you know, a good proven player, but however, you know, thirty years old now and. A little bit injury prone, I believe. I think he was injured a couple, uh, injured for a while last season. So interesting to see which way we go. Um, but both would be free if um, if if Klukas was was to uh, not. I think he's been offered a new deal. I think I think I saw that reported, but uh, I'm not sure. But if it was to come on a free, then it both be free. But uh, yeah, I think an attacking midfielder is definitely what we need next year. I think the profile of Klukas, from what I remember, I think um, he actually went from. I think Swansea to Stoke under Rowett um, for £6 million. I mean, so he's obviously a player with real talent there and he's playing in the Premier League. I know he got the right attention at the time. And I think, yeah, you're right. Last season, he had a few injuries. But Mickey, I mean, we were saying there about tackle fielders, but, you know, to get linked with a player that's £6 million, that we're not concerned about alarm bells, maybe what his wages could be, I suppose, to be a little bit of a sink there. I mean, I'm throwing a little bit of a curve for you there, but... Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if Rowett could pull some strings. But again, it's something you've said before, it's another player that he's played with, managed before and it's the same sort of network. I mean, are we going to see a change in his approach anytime soon, do you think? I don't know. If if we're going to scout, if we're scouting in Europe, we might see different. But, you know, I think here is always going to go for people. One, he can probably manage, he knows, he can control because what you need is players coming in what can hit the ground running. So mm-hmm. he doesn't want, you know, a player coming in six weeks of getting to know how the manager works and this, that and that. It's literally, he, I think he goes for players he knows and he hits the ground running. He might have been worth six million a few years ago. Is he worth six million now with, you know, he, he's, he's getting on a bit. He's obviously, while, you know, round round his contract up because he's going to come on a free possibly, isn't he, by the looks of it. Um, so he'll make a signing on bonus probably because he'll get a signing on bonus for him where he's out of contract. So potentially the wages could be lower. He could just make it on a signing on in, in the first place. So... Um, I think there's tax liabilities around that and everything else. So it sort of takes it away from the club rather than having to pay fortunes 
on wages. They can give them a lump sum and sort of look at it that way. So maybe that's the way to get around it. It'll be good one day, I suppose, to get either a football agent or, or someone who deals within players to let us know, you know, how this works, what's the difference, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, between signing on fees and the club getting fees and, and people wages and stuff like that. So, yeah, maybe we look at that during the season, maybe look and find out what's what, because transfer season starts shortly, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think loads of pre-contracts get done, but I think it opens maybe in the next few days, the actual window, quote-unquote. Yeah, I think clubs yeah. can actually sign players maybe later this week. So, yeah, you're right. But again, like they announce a lot of deals early doors, don't they? Like even like with us with Malone and stuff like that, they, allow, they will announce pre-contracts at this stage. But yeah, I mean, Kai, how do you feel about like the idea that, can you see, can we see where maybe where it's going if we get Klukas? Because I feel like he wouldn't fit into how we ended the season. You know, with the 5-2-3, we've got Leonard, Mitchell, Thompson, Kifton Belds. You know, players in there. That George Evans can also play in midfield. Maybe Evans might be playing at the back. You know, maybe it's a case of we we'll move past that. Because he was talking on news at Den during the week, and he says you've got the likes of Tommy play a bit further forward. But he did also say, you know, I think we're missing a more attacking threat in there. It's not been seen. Is that maybe an indication that maybe we'll move away from the way we ended the season, like you know, the five-two-three, and maybe go a different shape? I mean, how do you feel? What he maybe the approach might be from our next season? I think maybe the, the approach might be a 5-3-2 instead of a 5-2-3 because I think with that extra man in midfield, you probably could have one sort of joining the attack a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. We've obviously, we had Jed and Bennett ended the season, didn't they, together up top. So perhaps maybe someone in behind with, with them two up top might might suit us. Um, or maybe he might even go away from the five at the back altogether, which I, to be honest, I can't really see happening. He's perhaps supposedly looking at a new centre-back or whether that whether Alex Mitchell comes back or whatever. So I, I do believe he'll probably stick with a five at the back. Um Yes, at the moment he wouldn't fit in with a five-two-three, just because you know he's not a winger, so he's, he'd have to play in behind, so he'd have to go to a five-three-two. But there's, mm. there's probably quite a few ways around that. But it'll be interesting to see how Gary Rowett wants to, to play that if we if we do uh, sign someone. The only cynic in my head is just Mickey. We've said about this formation, you know, albeit it gets results, and it's the only thing you've got to say. Like it's it's you know it's done well for us, especially second half of the season when we look back on last season. It's just very defensive, isn't it? Like to have, you know, once fans come back, we've said this numerous times across the shows. I feel like everyone that's come on said it. Neil said it. Kai's might have said it in the past. And TT said it when he's come on as well. If if we're playing defensive football at a den that's full of Mill fans, it, it won't go down well, will it? No, no. I, I don't think it'll go down well. Um, I think we need attacking, you know, f- you know not... <sighs> It's up and out, isn't yeah. it? I, I hate using this as well, and I know people. It's the Millwall. Way. People want to move. People want to move on from this Millwall way, and I know you use the words there. I was trying not to use Millwall way because then we get caned and people be like, oh, they're quoting Millwall way again." But we we like seeing edge of our seat, up and out in football. I, I'm not going to excuse that. Like if I if if I can't watch Millwall in person last season, I, I would be disappointed with how we play in week in week out, especially if I was following them up and down the country and expecting a certain sort of output, but. It's, it's, if especially if results go against Gary Wright and when we come back, you know, the Brew Boys will be back in force if that was to kind yeah. of be a trend and it kept going on that way, wouldn't it? We've seen it countless times in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you pay your money, you want to see entertainment, don't you? And and, and sitting deep back and, and heavily defensive just isn't what you'd expect from a Millwall team. Um, you'd rather a Millwall team go hell lever out on attack and lose six nil, then sit back and defend and lose six nil, wouldn't you? It's um, it's one of those. It, it is what it is. But look, you know, it all the way through last season, we we in 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 Gary, we trust. Um, 
you know, when a lot of others were out, out, out. We never did. Um, I was close. I, I will say it. Yeah, I was yeah, we close. Were. We were close, <laughs> but we didn't. And I think that, you know, he's got an idea of what he wants. Um, he's got a three-year plan, and we'll have to wait and see where that three-year plan goes. But I think it's... Um, it's interesting times ahead, but it's like we said, though, isn't it? It's attacking midfielders we need or, you know, proven goal scorers is, is ideally what we need. Um, or just, you know, multi-position players. Mm-hmm. You know, That's if we can get both. a player that can play in a couple of different positions, then, yeah, ideal. Um, but the most important bit is we need to know what's happening with Jed. Is he signing? Yeah. Is he not? Um, you know, pre-season's not long away now. Um, and we need to know because if he's not staying then we need to rinse him for as much money as we can and uh, and we need to get a, a nice, solid replacement in for him. You mentioned the three-year plan and I think um, he's, he mentioned it a lot at the end of the season as well. So third year's coming up now, Kai, and he said it himself, you know, third year is then pushing into the top six. There's a lot of expectancy, isn't it, going into next season. I'm going to give you, I know it's two months away, 59 days to be precise. I worked it out for when the show goes live. 59 days from the 7th of August when the season kicks off and we're back at the den, hopefully, fingers crossed. What's your what's your hopes? I know it's, it's a lot of tra- it depends on transfers and who we get in, but what, what do you want to see next season? Where do you think we're going to finish if I to ask you a question right now? Um, I think I'm quite, I'm very optimistic as you probably, you, you know, so I'm probably going to go with a playoff. <laughs> I go with playoffs every year um, and, you know, even with playoffs that year, we, we nearly went down, but um, I can see. Uh, yeah, so I think, um, I, I do think we, we've got a really good chance next year, you know, whether we just miss out or something, but I think we're definitely going to be up there uh, depending on, on transfers, if we can bring some good players in, but it all sounds like, you know, they, they've got, they've got off a really good start with Malone and, and bringing George Long in. So hopefully we'll be a bit more proactive this year. Um, yeah, I'm, I've got high hopes for next year and I'm, and I'm really looking forward to being back to the den. I know Mickey's um, pro uh, playoffs <laughs> and he's, we've had two shows now where we've had two people say we're going to make playoffs. Mickey said it last week and you're saying it this week. So we're well, speaking to existence. What's the what's the word that um, the book that all the women tend to have? Man- manifestation diary. Manifestation diary where they manifest ideas into uh, fruition. I can see it, you know. If we keep saying it, maybe it might just happen, mate. You never know, Mickey. Oh, you're... Morphing into the drag queen proper, isn't you? Do you know what I mean? Oh, here got, we go. Because I'm talking about manifestation, talking yeah. About fucking writing diaries. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, the season will be what it is. But if we can, if we can do the right signings, then um, you know what we stand as good a chance as anyone else. The only thing that fucks us is is the budget we have compared to you know the um, parachute payments when when the clubs come down. Um, mm-hmm. And as long as it's not the same teams going back up again like last season um, or this season just ended, then yeah, all, all good. But I think there's um, there's a lot of northern days out. Hopefully we're we're allowed away, and uh, and just support the team as best we can, and and hopefully uh, we get in the playoffs and a trip to Wembley. <laughs> you are selling me a dream now, mate. I'd say that much. You're, you're, you're speaking into existence as far as I'm concerned. And I don't get to stick about my voice, but you'll see it in the later part why I've got this said voice. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think one transfer that's, you know, it's not been confirmed by the club, but all the articles I've read since about it is Pierce has extended his deal for another year. Um, whilst you're here, Kai, I've got to ask you the question. What's your thoughts, obviously, on Pierce extending his stay? Um, I think Rowett was in the week on the news that an article quite saying, you know, he, he spearheads the mentality in the players' dressing room. He steers it. He's got great leadership. We we know all this. But, you know, 
is that meaning we're not going to look for another centre half? Or you know, what's your thoughts, obviously, on Pierce extending stay and what he can offer next season? Um, I'm right, sort of in the middle of of, of this. I think um, I think for, for the, the, his leadership qualities and and he's off off the pitch, uh, you know, just his character. I think it's a it's a good one. I think it's really important to to keep that sort of off the off the pitch, um, you know, character and, and you know all the all the like the good the good stuff happens off the pitch. It sounds like it's down to Pierce and and his leadership qualities, but off the, on the pitch. So, um, I think we've seen a player that's sort of aging this year. That's maybe not putting in them performances like we saw when he first signed him. Uh, it does sound like Gary Rowett does want a centre back. I saw a couple of articles the other day that said that. Uh, whether we go with Alex Mitchell, um, who's been on loan at Bromley, who you know, I've been watching recently, he's been really, I've, I've really uh, liked the look of him. Um, you know, he's really strong and he's he's, uh, he's actually quite a good pace as well for a centre back. So uh, whether we go there or whether we go, uh, we look we look for someone outside the club. But yeah, I'm right in the middle of Piercy, but. Um, but overall, I guess if it's on reduced wages, we don't know how much that reduced is. But, but overall, I'm 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 content. I'm sure it's. Um, it, I think it's a mutual thing that you know the club and Pierce obviously both want it to continue. And I think yeah, you're right. Everything you say is perfectly fine and agreeable. And and to be fair, if he is fifth choice in said pecking list behind a new signing, Hutchinson, Cooper, Wallace, we're not going to see him play many times. But you you can guarantee with Pierce he's going to you know, put everything on the line to try and put his, you know, do everything out there. But the criticism is, is he going to hold up, you know, likes of Mitchell, Muller from featuring. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see, obviously, what he fe- how he features next season. Uh, a little bit on pre-season. I think, you know, just a couple more articles I've got in front of me. We've had a couple of pre-season friendlies been announced. I think uh, we've got Ipswich away, you know. I mean, the week started off, I've got two articles here. The week started off with uh, news that then telling me that we could be going to Scotland and playing St. Johnston. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, like, I might actually have a bit of that. And Haas is the rumour going around, or Hibernian, I've also seen Britain around somewhere. I'm thinking, here we go. Like, let's, let's have it. Come on, I want to see what's uh, what's going down. And then we've ended up this week with, you know, Gillian being confirmed last week. And then also we've got Ipswich the week before the season starts on the Saturday, 31st of July. Admittedly, if I can go to both of them, I will go to them. But, you know, mouth-watering games, Mickey, against, you know, big sides in pre-season as always. Don't forget the pre-season <laughs> rumours before is in that we were going to go to Sweden. Oh, Sweden, yeah. Sweden. Oh, yeah. Sweden. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. flights. And then are we going to go Are we going to go Portugal to um, Brian Hoard's training facility and, you know, all of this? And no, what you've got is you, you've got Ipswich and Chilling. But it's weird because you read the Millwall website. Yeah, we've got Ipswich, blah, blah, blah. Then you read the Ipswich website and it's like, um, we don't know if this is going to be a behind-closed-door game yet. Uh, we'll let you know soon. But there's no notice of that on the mill wall because no. <laughs> maybe it's because we know that that's fucking going to happen. But, maybe we all um, know this is the best it's going to get and John Kelly on News at Day is just winding all the mill fans up by giving us false hope of an idea of a, a pre-season yeah. tour and getting, getting his little uh, digs out there maybe. But yeah, I mean, it's pre-season. It's not a deal-breaker, is it? But hopefully we can go to a couple of them. I'd love to see Mill again in person because... I miss football, so yeah, I'm not being yeah, I mean, friendly to be honest. But I think this season the, lo- the local ones are usually good. It's if always good to go for the pre-season and stuff. Yeah. I like that. I don't like chilling them with the fucking Meccano stand. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> doing that stuff, rocking, mate, and you're fucking. He's going to fall down in a minute. Have you you been to chilling them? Yeah. yeah, I've been chilling about three times. It's, it's nuts, yeah. isn't it? I think I dropped yeah. my diet coke down the down one of the little slats in the thing, and it's, it's landed <laughs> on the bottom. It's probably still there now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, the scaffolding stand, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, but it's, I'll tell you what, though, there's been some blinding away days we've had there. I think the year when um, Gregory scored a penalty late on, I mean, it was in the sun towards the end of the season. I remember yeah. that was a good one. And I think Morrison scored a couple of goals against them in the past. So, yeah, good memories at Gillingham. So, even if it is Gillingham, do you know what? I will take it. I will, I'll be honest. If I can go to it, I'll take it. Um, one more thing about 
you know, was coming out this week in the news traps, uh, is potentially Ryan Leonard missing the start of preseason. Yeah, I saw that. Not a big concern. Not a big concern, obviously, but I think he's a couple of weeks behind from what I've read on the article at News at Den, where, you know, I think um, obviously the injured players at the end of the season were like some Hutchinson and Murray Wallace. Leonard was also injured, but it looks like he's going to miss the first couple of weeks. But obviously Hutchinson and uh, Murray Wallace will both be fit to take the first day. Never ideal, is it? You know, Hokkaido first day of preseason, and you're not you're missing it. Albeit Leonard, I think he missed start of preseason last year. I feel like almost, and um, obviously started the season really well for us last year. But yes, it's not ideal, I suppose, for Leonard, and hopefully that can be rectified and he can have a solid season for us. Yeah, definitely. I think in the first couple of days is, is sort of when the fitness takes place, isn't it? And all the all the tests. So mm. for him to miss that is probably not not ideal. But um, but you know, if it's only a week or whatever, it's still have four weeks or so. So I don't think it's a massive concern, but it'd be nice to have all the players back for pre-season. But yeah, it's not not major, but yeah, still still, still be like to have them if we could. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just before we end this part, obviously we've not seen any more transfers, but hopefully we can address the positions that we need and obviously get some more transfers in. And like I said, obviously check out our thread on Twitter at that mill pod. We'll be putting daily updates in there to any articles that, you know, it's not going to say it's going to be legitimate articles, but anything that quotes Millwall says we're interested, they'll all be on Twitter every day for you to read and just consume. And like I said, there's a couple of rumours at the moment, but hopefully rumours can lead to something a bit further forward down the line for us and we can sign some players because pre-season is not far away. You got anything else to add, Mickey? Just remember to retweet that so that the mo- as many Millwall fans can see it as well. So, um, yeah, we're taking yeah. the effort to uh, scour the internet for Millwall stories so you don't have to. Yeah, I just I thought it would be a useful little tool out there and just, you know, hopefully drop some interest, uh, start some interest, I say, because I'm actually quite excited, lads. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I'll get on to the next part because I went, we'll, we'll get on to the next part in a moment because, you know, I went to a game of football yesterday and I, I feel the end of the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is almost there. And I feel like we're coming into a new season. Forget last season, like we said last week. And, you know, I'm really excited the prospects of next season and hopefully just, you know, I can travel up and down the country, see me all away from home probably cut off the team every five minutes and think what's going on here and then leave afterwards thinking I can't wait for next week and it's all that's what it's all about isn't it Kai just being back at the den going to away games and just you know getting that buzz back definitely I can't wait I'm really looking forward to that just be nice to just to get get it back to normal won't it and and go back go back to the den and just do that normal Saturday trip to the den will be just will be really nice definitely well I'm going to call part one there Uh, we'll be back in a second with part two where we'll be talking about Euro 2021 And welcome back to the show. This is part two. Uh, hopefully a little bit more positive because obviously Mills not signed any players yet. But, you know, England's going to win the Euros because, you know, that's all we're going to do, isn't it, this year, guys? You know, it's going to... Football's coming home. Uh, what I mean by that is, obviously, Mickey's giving me a bit of stick for being a drag queen voice today. But uh, yesterday, I actually went to the Riverside Chaps. And obviously, we'll listen to this on Wednesday if you're tuning in today. Uh, but, you know, I went to the game on Sunday. Yes, a 1-0 against Romania, exciting as it gets for England. But I'll tell you what, lads, it was so great to be back in a football stadium. I went to a couple of like non-league games, I think last summer now, when the football first came back. But I'll tell you what, Kai and Mickey, you can't replace the feeling of being at a football stadium, having a chant, even though there's 8,000 fans there. It was the best feeling, honestly. And I, I, God, I can't wait for Mills to come back. But yeah, I mean, England, Kai, what's your... Uh, 
What's your thoughts on England so far? The two warm-up games. We'll talk about the squad in a second as well. But what's been your first impressions of the two warm-up games? I think you said you saw it Sunday. I didn't ask you if you saw last week's one as well. But what's your kind of thoughts of the last two games? Um, I think they've been pretty underwhelming overall in terms of the way they've had, they've played and stuff. But obviously, we have to take into account yesterday, especially was a very much a reserve team, wasn't it? It wasn't the sort of the Mason Mount, Phil Foden's rule left out and stuff. So Harry Kane. So um, I think. In that way, it was it was probably a more backup team to yesterday. I thought Grealish was very good, um, but yeah, overall, I think um, I do believe uh, England are going to win it. Um, no, I, th- I think I think they are because just just this year, it just seems like there's a different sort of uh, feel feel around the team, um, better squads. I think we've got our young, younger players that are going to make play a massive part in it. Um, so I'm really hopeful uh, this year, and I, I, I do I do believe we're going to win it. I love the optimism, Kai. And do you know what? Having went to the game Sunday, you're right. What was a real negative for me just on that game was, you know, about eight or nine of the players that played on Sunday and got the start. I don't think they're going to even feature in the first couple of games of the Euros. And it, I know, obviously, a lot of the players, obviously, the Chelsea and, you know, the United players, I think a couple of United players actually played yesterday, Rashford and, and Shaw. But, you know, Chelsea and Man City players, obviously, they're given a few days off because they play in the Champions League. But I do think, like, he's it, playing the likes of, you know, What's it, playing James or Prowse and not calling him into the, the, the squad in the end? I, I, I don't see the benefit of playing these players. And the same with Jesse Lingard last week, you know, because I really want the team to kind of have a real good go this year. And he's talking about, you know, match fitness being an issue and stuff like that. But playing players, Mickey, that are not even going to be in the squads, like, you know, that's, there's no benefit out of that, surely, mate? No, I, I can't see any benefit in playing someone who's not going to play because all it's going to do is just, you know, have a bit of frustration amongst the team and it going, you know, well, you take me to the Euros. Why don't you want me to get some extra leg time and all this? Unless he wants to go into the Euros game completely fresh, you know, with a, a, a load of players. Who are I mean, what was it? Russia at the World Cup, wasn't it? Where he couldn't figure out what he was doing with, a, with, the, um, with the back line and stuff. And we just think, what the fuck is doing? And then it comes out why why he done it because of so and so's lack of experience and all. Maybe it's another one of them where he's just thinking, you know what? If we go into this, relax from the Premiership because we've had a hard season in the Premiership as well. True. Um, well, you know, let's let them have relax some time with their family. So going to be away for the next four or five weeks, whatever, and then we just go. Um, first game, we'll see. If we don't win the first game, we're pretty much fucked, and the pressure is on because. If you really think that our second game was Scotland and Scotland ain't coming down here to fucking spank us, especially when we've lost our first game, then you are fucking delirious because there is nothing in the world they'd want to do more apart from knock us out and they continue, mate. So, um, yeah, first game is the important game. If we lose that, uh, it's fucked. There is this whole thing in the Euros, though, of like the third place, like the best finishes still get a chance to qualify. So it's not the be all end all, but I agree with you, like, especially Croatia being first up and obviously the whole, you know, World Cup semi final. You know, Kai, I'm sure you remember the World Cup from yeah. three years ago, mate. But it's, it's, all about revenge. it's all about revenge, isn't it? You know, that first game on Sunday, albeit, you know, there's be a few players playing that have not played yet in the cup warm up games, they'll, they'll surely be all be up for it to really put a mark on this tournament. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw a statement from from Kane today saying that they they want revenge um, on on Croatia. So hopefully, um, you know, I think that that game. I think when Trippier scored, I think we all thought that we were going to go to the final. Um, but obviously, two goals from Croatia ruined, ruined our our summer. Yeah. But um, I was actually quite pleased with how we did last last World Cup. I just think this this one's slightly different. I feel like we've got better players now, um, and I think Croatia, you know, have actually got a, a. If you look at their team. 
yeah, Mandzukic and, and Modric are actually, you know, three years older now. Um, I, I think we'll probably do them for, with energy and, and you know, we've got younger players and they'll, even though the experience could come through, um, but I think the energy and the and the pace that we play at will be too much for them to handle. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. What I'll do is I'll tell you what I think should be the team, but a lot of people are saying, like, what's the best 11? What's the lineup should be? I personally say if Maguire's not fit, I think we'll struggle. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany. Okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... Oh, so I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. I do yeah. think, you know, Maguire needs to be fit. and It's worth the risk if he's not available for the first couple of games, especially if we do make it out of the groups, because I think Maguire is naturally our best central defender. But if he doesn't play, you know, after watching Sunday's game, the likes of Tyrone Mings, Connor Cody last week as well when I watched it on the telly, I weren't impressed by the options we've got there. Obviously, Stones is still to come back and obviously come back into the squad. And obviously, you know, we ain't seen Kyle Walker yet or Chilwell or, you know, other defensive options. But, you know, that's a real void, isn't it, Kai? If, you know, if Maguire's not available to play centre-half on Sunday. No. Well, obviously, I feel like he's going to miss Sunday. But in general, it's a real miss, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think he just gives us that, um, that commanding presence at the back. Um, and I think mm-hmm. while I was looking at, I was watching the Scotland after Scotland's game last night. They were just giving a little bit of an in, in, insight into what they do, and and they've got you know Tierney and Robinson, uh, Robertson crossing balls in for for Dykes and and Che Adams. And I think that sort of we we've sort of struggled with coming with balls coming into the box recently, and with Maguire in the box, I think that just he, he sort of nullifies that. Um, so yeah, he'll be a massive miss if we can't get if we if we can't if he doesn't play. But um, hopefully, hopefully he does. I feel the pressure ramping up already for Southgate and Co because. It's, it's a hard task being England manager at the best of times, but it feels like a home tournament because obviously three games at home in the group stages. The quarterfinals will be away and the last 16 will be potentially away from Wembley. But if they get to the semi-finals and finals, it's still going to be at Wembley. So all attention turns to that if we were to be lucky enough to get to that stage. What would be your ideal 11, Kai, if you had to choose one? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, mate. But if you had to pick, you know, your best England 11, I'll tell you mine and I'll see what you think about it in, in comparison. But... I want to see a back four. I think he's played back four in the two warm-up games as well. Hopefully a back five is a used option if maybe Maguire's not available and he wants to show up defence against the more uh, short teams. But for me, Pickford in goal is kind of a given at this stage. I want to see Kyle Walker at right back alongside John Stones. I think the Man City partnership is there to be seen. Both of them finished the season really strongly um, and obviously unfortunate not to win the Champions League in the end. Left side, centre-half, Maguire and obviously Luke Shaw at left back. Again, teammates there at club level. Solid partnership there. My thoughts in midfield have changed a little bit, but I think I'll stick to what I said pre these two warm-up games where I'd like to see Henderson and Declan Rice, two of short midfielders, two players that will control the midfield. And then the three behind the striker, obviously the striker being Kane, I think sod it, play Mount, Grealish and Foden, all three of them. I know people are concerned about the idea of no pace in the side, but if you watch Chelsea, Mount does a lot of running in behind anyway. 
and Foden is, is not necessarily a slow player either. Neither is Grealish. And I think a lot of people are stressing this whole, we need Rashford or Sterling in there for pace. But I watched Rashford Sunday and despite scoring the penalty, it wasn't really impressive for me. And I think he's really tailed off the season for United and maybe not playing the first couple of games at least could be a kick up the backside for him that he might just need. But that's my 11. I mean, what's yours, Kai, if you had to compare to it? Go on, t- give me a comparison. And you're on mute. You're doing a Mickey Simpson here. Oh, you're on mute. There we go, there we go. <laughs> Disappointing. Oh, oh, you Mickey in disguise. <laughs> uh, so if we're going with, if we're going with Maguire, uh, if we're going with Maguire, um, are we going with Maguire or are we, are we, are we leaving him out? What's your best 11, I suppose? If Count Maguire in that, I'd say. Okay, so I'll go with uh, Pickford in goal. Even though Johnston pulled off some very good saves yesterday. Uh, but I'll go Pickford in goal. Very I'll go with... Um, it's difficult between Rhys James and Kyle Walker, isn't it? Because I think James, Rhys James did such a good job in the Champions League final over Sterling. Mm-hmm. It's quite a difficult one, but I'm going to go with Kyle Walker. Um, yep. I'll go Maguire and Stones. And then I'll go Chilwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think he gives us a bit more attacking uh, presence down the left. Uh, and then I'm going to go with, in the middle, I'll go with Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson, same as you. Um, and I'll go Mount in front of them and then Grealish, Kane and Foden up top, playing a three. Yeah, very similar. I, yeah. I can't argue with that. I, I think this is Foden's platform to really make a, you know, a name for himself. Obviously, he's, he's won a couple of Premier Leagues already, won a few FA Cups and whatever, but... You know, I think this is Foden's tournament, like a bit like how Rooney in 2004 in, in the history books, where stamped his name into folklore a little bit for England. I think it's made for Foden to go out there and really grab the game. I think. What do you reckon, Kai? Definitely, I think he's such a good he's such a good player, and I think actually Euros being postponed a year has really done him and uh, him and Grealish and, and a couple of others, Bellingham as well. I think, I think he's been quite impressive recently, and and mm-hmm. you know even Sancho just getting that another year under his belt. I think yeah, that that's really helped, and and he's he's come a long way this year. I think just by giving by Guardiola just giving him that little bit more responsibility and um, freedom in the Manchester City side, and sort of he he sort of uh, he's played him a lot more because of De Bruyne's injury problems. Um, so he, he's played him a lot more, which given him a lot more experience, and I think it, that's going to be uh, vital for this summer. And I think he, he he rises to the big occasions quite well. So I'm looking forward to it. Go on, Mickey. I feel like you, I have um, to say that, mate. Oh uh, yeah, no, you were there yesterday. Obviously, do you um. Do you think England looks a lot better when Declan come on? Declan Rice come on? Yeah, I think he. I think he's just an assured player. I think he played the first game as well, and he he doesn't get a lot of credit. I feel like for the role he does, but like you know, I think for West Ham in particular, you know, like he he was a crucial part of their successful season. I feel like last year, um, and he he is very like he just controls the game and doesn't get enough credit for his on the ball skill either. What I would say is when I said about when I said my team about before the two games, I feel like I wouldn't be disappointed if Drew Bellingham played instead of Henderson, or you know, or if Bellingham was involved and one or the other was next to him. I think Bellingham's just he looks a real talent, and you know, Kai dropped him in there, his name, but he looks the real deal, and he's only seventeen years old. I'm saying Foden, this could be his tournament to make an impression. Could be the making of Drew Bellingham this tournament as well, equally as much, and I wouldn't be surprised about it to be honest with you. I mean. The, obviously, you both you both went for with um, Maguire, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the trouble is, if he is injured, we're fucked. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, what is it? It's Connor. I think he's it's I Connor think, and Tyrone, isn't is, it? Mings, isn't it? What Connor Cody yeah. and Tyrone Mings? What about I think ben this, White, is, though? this is what this is it. Would I think this is why he's called Ben White. I would personally, a hundred percent. I think Ben White is definitely it fits more of the mould of trying to play out from the back and almost a Harry Maguire role. He's not got anywhere near as much as command in the, in the team defensively as Maguire would do, naturally in stature mm. and also obviously maturity and age and stuff. But 
he's raved about by Leeds fans after his loan spell the season before last. Brighton fans love him just as much as well because he's comfortable to ball his feet and comes out of it a lot as well and he gets a lot of credit for that. Mm. And for that, like he, I think I feel like uh, Southgate's realised he might have made a mistake by not including him originally and maybe call up Cody and Mings. I think he wants to go back four. He's played back four in both of the warm-up games without Maguire being available. I personally thought if Maguire wasn't available, it'd be about five. And that's when you'd see the likes of Reese James playing right wing back, Kyle Walker playing right centre back. And then you'd see, you know, more of a kind of system a lot of like a lot of Chelsea players in particular are familiar with as well. Um I think I think he's gonna go with about four. And I think that's why I wanted War Prowse to come into the squad last minute. I thought War Prowse was top draw yesterday for uh for England. And I thought, you know, every set piece War Prowse put into the box, Calvert Loom was on the end of it. And I thought to myself, if there's twenty minutes to go in a game and you're losing one nil, bring on War Prowse, Greenish wins three kicks for days. I could just see War Prowse crossing the ball into a Calvert Lewin in the box and he, there you go, there's your equalizer. It's a bit you know, a bit more kind of not the purest football way, but I think in a tournament like this, you need that kind of weapon. And I thought War Price would have got the nod to get in the squad. But I do think why getting called up is because of Mings' performances and Cody, especially in the last two games. I think them two underperforming and, you know, being a bit sussed out, I feel, against lesser opposition has kind of worked Southgate up to maybe an easy defender in person. It could be his season as well, couldn't it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, you, you start looking at there's mm. quite a few players in there. I mean... You know, you, you said Jude, you said obviously, um, oh, fucking hell, the other one. Foden. Foden. Um, Foden. And yep. then obviously, you, you've also got some other, there's a lot of younger lads what are going to the tournament where, mm-hmm. is it, and they're good premiership players, but are they, they're not necessarily what are classed as established premiership players, which means mm-hmm. that they've still got the hunger. And I think it's, I mean, the last time we really looked like we were going to do something was Euro 96, wasn't it? Where, you know, we had we had probably one of the best teams we probably had. We had Gazza and everyone else, didn't we? And and it, it was like, this could be it. Um, but, you know, these kids there, I don't know why it's taking Jordan Henderson. It, is it going to work out absolutely great that we start playing in maybe three, four games in if we start, you know, going that far? Um and by then he's, you know, he has a few minutes on each game, and then literally there he just come in and fucking end up steamrolling it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's a balancing act. But I think the best thing he's done. You mentioned about players that are good in the Premier League but not quite proven. Like you look at through that team, a lot of them had knockbacks in their early career. You know, Pickford was bouncing loan spell to loan spell, got his chance at Sunderland, and then got his big moves to Everton. Maguire was playing for you know Hull City and Sheffield United before. Kyle Walker was another you know at Sheffield United. None of these really, aside from the likes of maybe Mountain Foden. You know, none of these had the big like youth academy careers at the top clubs and then naturally progressed through. A lot of these players have had knockbacks. Harry Kane, amount of loan spells he had for Tottenham, you know, there's a real kind of desire there for all of them to go and improve a point. And I feel like that's where we was kind of faulted in the past of the golden generation where Rooney, Lampard, Gerard, all these players that had the world at their feet at their club level, the motivation to do it on the world stage for England wasn't quite there, I felt like personally. And I think I feel like that's what Southgate's done well. There's a lot of pressure on Southgate, though. I will say that. I think if he gets it right, he could probably land himself a top club manager job if he wins the Euros, for example. And I think that's probably something on his agenda in the, in the near future, personally. But if he gets it wrong, he's going to be back to that Southgate that got Middlesbrough relegated 10 years ago or however long it was now. So, yeah, be interesting. Um, I feel like we've covered England. I mean, the last thing I want to do, Kai, is I guess you said you're going to win. But I guess your prediction for Sunday's game against Croatia, do you think they're going to do the job there as well? I'll take it. Yeah, I think I think 2-0. Um, Kane and Foden. 
nice. Goal scorers as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think we'll win Sunday. I think it'll be a bit more nervy than 2-0 because I feel like you've painted me a comfortable picture there of a comfortable 2-0 <laughs> win. I'll go like 2-1 and Kane's going to score a penalty near near the end. That's my prediction for that one. Um, if you're listening to the show and you're enjoying this England's kind of content, we will put a part in every week uh, whilst the tournament's on just to give our thoughts and predictions um, and obviously, you know, we'll recap the game. So obviously next week we'll talk about the Croatia game and preview the Scotland game. Just, you know, so something to motivate us to talk about. And obviously if you're interested and want to get involved, be sure to reply to us and obviously get involved. We'll put stuff on social media as well. So, yeah, anything else, uh, Mickey, for the England game? Do you want to leave a prediction with us as well, mate, for Sunday? I think I think we're going to thingy, but there's some good players in. I reckon 3-2. What's thingy? We're going to win 3-2, yeah? Okay, cool. But there's some good All players right. like in Croatia's team who can score, yeah. score. And they're an old, experienced team. And that's, and then, you know, they might be able to turn... This this team on its head with with strategic because the players on the on the pitch with Croatia. Know-how. So yeah, I'll go yeah. I'll, I'll go three two England. Like it, love it, mate. Um, that's the end of part two. Obviously, I've I won't say we're going to win the year tournament as confident as Kai did, but I do think we're going to potentially go all the way. I do. I personally think we're going to do it. I think we'll win Sunday. I think Sunday's result was massive. If we get a win Sunday and the whole country, you know, gets behind them like they did in the World Cup. And with them being in the country and witnessing all of it, I think that's the key element there. Just on, before Mickey. you end, if you're listening to this and you mm. live on the Kirby estate, fucking top jaw. Well done to you. Well done. Yeah. Um, as always, you don't let the sides down and uh, you've done a fantastic uh, display there. So, uh, yeah, if if you print any, post any pictures, then uh, always, you know, tag us in and we'll, uh, we'll give you retweets and stuff. But, yeah, as always, looks good. I had to close Twitter earlier because I saw people criticising the Kirby estate and I was thinking, it's ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous sometimes, the the, the media attention that we get with the England team. Um, one thing I did actually want to mention is, um, obviously, a lot of political messages being crossed around football at the moment and especially the England team. And I say political, they've stressed it's not political. You know what I'm talking about. But what I want to say, Mickey, is obviously, I mentioned to you earlier, mate, like not uh, putting anything in for D-Day yesterday, obviously being the 6th of June. I thought that was a little bit of poor taste there from the England setup. Something they should have maybe done to put recognition there. I think it's extreme poor taste, to be fair. I mean, you know, um, those of you who have been with me on on the hurling and boat, the hurling and boat, um, was you know one of the boats that ended up getting people back from from there, but I just I just think it's fucking wrong, mate. You know, it's the English football team playing a game against a, a non you know a non-issue country as such, where we didn't have um, war with at the time. Why you couldn't remember um, and do a minute silence or whatever for these guys who didn't come home? A lot of them didn't. Um, You've got to think, these guys were going onto a beach with a machine gun and they were sitting targets. Um, and some of these guys were 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, and those of you just listening to us to see what we were going to talk about, these guys, um, all these lefty idiots and lefty and all this, people who, who what they class as woke, the only reason you got this freedom of expression and being able to say what you want to say is because these guys gave up their lives for you, you know, 70, 70, what, 77 years ago now. So, um yeah, I, I tip my hat to her, mate, and uh, and we say, yeah, always, always remembered, mate, never forgotten. I'm always being criticised for being impartial, and I remain impartial, especially when it comes to topics like this. But especially with the VE day, uh, D day, sorry, yesterday, I do think they missed an opportunity there to just, you know, kind of, if anything, bring back a positive attention to, you know, how much we are patriotic and how much, you know, 
Correct. Just going into Sunday's game, they could have actually been this week, could have been all good publicity rather than giving people like, you know, Mr. White and and everyone else who, who wants to sit there and have a pop. You know, it's the same every every tournament. There, there's something or another for them to go negative on the England team when actually, you know what, they should just do positive stuff on the England team, let them all up. We know that they're wrapped away from all the papers and whatnot and they don't actually see all the bollocks which gets written, but it's the same every year, mate. Yeah, well, with social media, probably see a lot of it nowadays, to be honest. So, yeah, that's, uh, they can't hide it now if they were trying to hide it from the team. Um, and yeah, it's it's all. It's, I think it's probably it was really digestible as ever for that sort of side of things. But we're going to end the uh, part two here. We'll come back with part three in a moment where we'll be um, positive about the Fit Fans Club um, and Mickey will be giving us an update on that, uh, also known as the MFC. I'll let him tell, tell the abbreviation in the next part. And also we'll be discussing the return of the AMS fan group. We'll be back in a sec. Okay, welcome back to the final part of the show. As I mentioned, today in this part, we're going to be discussing, um, I guess we'll go with the AMS return first, Mickey. I mean, I'm going to steer a lot of this to you in this part, mate. It's your kind of part to chinwag and tell us all about it. But the AMS is uh, on its way back, by the looks of things. Yeah, it is. Um, everyone knows Aisha. Um, sits at Zampa Road Gate, selling you, you know, line draw, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she thinks probably like most of the fan base does, uh, they're not represented by the MSC and there needs to be um, some form of um, other group out there. Um, she's not the leader of it. I'm not I'm not in it. I'm just helping promote it. Um, she's a bit shy to come on these sort of stuff, but she no doubt will come on soon. But what they're looking to do is um, get members for now. Obviously, without members, it's, it's going to be pointless doing doing the next step. So um, on our website, there's an AMS link you can join. I think it's on the AMS bio. Um, there's a membership form. Um, you'll see it down. There's a, a, a Google link to the membership form. Just basic questions, name, uh, address, postcode, etc. I think, um, you know, contact email, etc., etc. It's just basic information. What I want to do is look at, get a load of um, people signed up, um, and then be able to email people explaining what they're doing. I think what they're looking to do is across the fan base, across the fan platforms, is looking for a couple of representatives from each group. So Hoff, Mill Online, uh, Twitter, Facebook, the Facebook groups, etc. Um, and you basically have a couple of, of people who, who represent. If you have concerns what are picked up from those groups, they go back to the to the to the lead table as such of of the representatives from each part of it, they then result back have a meeting with the club once a once a um, two months once every three months whatever it is probably three months is fine in between there you can do it with emails you don't need to have meetings all the time and then what you do is you go back so if you have a meeting with the club you do the minutes the minutes are done um, they're passed by you know the people who are there. And the club that they were true and, and and the best of the ability there, and then you publish them straight onto all the appropriate fan zones. So you're not looking about having a website. You're not, you know, there will be um, a bit of a website because we're going to that with with our side of it in a bit. But it's literally will be if there's anything to vote on, it will go back. So for instance, there'll be a vote on Hoff Mill Online, uh, the Facebook groups the Twitter, et cetera. And then basically the fans' opinions from that will be put into, collated into 
into a pot and that's where you go back. So they find out all the issues that are affecting the fans through the, through the group platforms. They will then phone it back. There's no one who's going to be in charge. Everyone's going to have exactly the same voting powers. Everyone's going to have the same power. So it's not about having committees where you can't get people off or you've got people that suddenly get power hungry and all that lot. I'm not in it. Um, yes, I'll be a member, but I'm not in it with a, a voice. I've, I've said I'll, I'll help promote it. I will give them regen updates. Um, but as of running um, the group, um, that's down to, I think, Aisha and a couple other people who I haven't confirmed um, that obviously I can make their names public at the minute, but they will be. They're, they're well-known well-known um, people within the Millwall family, well-loved. Um, so, yeah, there, there's no issues there. But, no, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not. And I think the idea of it, if if we can get it to work and have enough have enough members join up from across the platforms, then I think actually it could be something good coming. Um, and I think we need we need a, a, a true independent fan group um, to represent, especially at the moment where you've got you know everything being talked about, fan led reviews, um, you know. Uh, getting more input within clubs, get more input within regional levels within the FA, you know, UEFA, et cetera, you know, looking at how things are. And you know what? I'd rather have someone like Aisha and co sitting at those meetings um, representing me than, than, you know, other people. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it is. It's a great time as well to come back, isn't it? I suppose, like, with it and obviously back stronger than ever with, you know, the whole, you know, football coming back, Mickey, and stuff like that, you know, it's it's, it's perfect time for it to, you know, I say football coming back, I mean, us being back at the den, us having our voices being heard, really, obviously from afar, I think that's a big thing, losing that connection with the club. But, you know, any discrepancies, any issues, anything they want to raise, you know, it's perfect time as well with, you know, us coming back to the den, isn't it? It is. And it's free membership. There's no tiered stuff. There's no... Oh, you'll get this, we'll get that. Look, we're starting out. We've got fuck all, or, or, or they got fuck all to offer you at the minute. But there's nothing to say in a few years' time that there might not be. You know, the more the more people who add their voice to this, the more powerful it will become. And it can get more stuff and everything else. Um, at the moment, we've got good uptake. First couple of days in, there's good uptake, I'm being told. So, look, you know, you can get a link on our website. Um, you can get a link on uh, on the AMS bio. They keep posting stuff for saying, you know, links in bio, join here. All it is, simple Google form, fill it out. And, and then, you know, in a couple of weeks, you will be emailed probably. Uh, I think that's how it's working. They'll end up making contact, telling you what they're looking to do um, and then go from there. But yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, there's a lot of fans out there who don't feel represented. And the fact that we're going back to the stadium, there could be all sorts of malarkeys going on from the football authorities. So um, it might be good to have, have people behind you um, in case anything does go wrong. Absolutely. I mean, we've had a little spiel there from you there, mate, but I feel like we need you to step up again when you're talking about the Fit Fans scheme done by the Mill Community Scheme. I think it's it's an EFL-led project, project, isn't it? Am I mistaken? Or no, no, it's, a, it's, it's an EFL-FA-funded um, project um, for football fans um, of clubs. Yeah, Has no, it begun yeah. yet or is it is it starting no, soon? Well, well, or? It, the women's club starts tonight. It's it's probably um sorry, it, it sorry, it, it started on Monday because this obviously got down <laughs> on Wednesday. So nice so correction. It, it, it it's gone out on Monday it, it started on Monday. The women's um side did um because they're not allowed 
to have mixed um, sessions. So we need more men. Um, there's a handful of us who've, who've signed up already. It's free. Um, if you're a Millwall fan, uh, I think the rules are you've got to have over, uh, you've got to have a 40 inch waist, um, and your BMI is going to be in the fuck fucker status uh, <laughs> point. Um, look, I'm, I'm there, so you know it is what it is. So look, I don't give a shit. But if you want to be part of the MF MFC, which is the Millwall Fat Club, then um, get in touch. We'll put a link on our. Um, on our Twitter, we might put something on the website, a click through on the website as well later in the week. But I think it's a good scheme. You get two hours um, over a 12-week period. So you get two hours every week over a 12-week period. You get um, an hour of uh, fitness training, and I think it's an hour of classroom teaching you about food, drink, drugs, or, you know, things what affect your body and make you um, fat and ugly. Well, fat anyway. But um, mm-hmm. I think it's a good scheme. The geezer was doing it streets. Um, it is is a top fella. Um, the Millwall Trust is a is a good organisation, and you know what? If we can get them some money out of the FA and the EFL for running the scheme, it's just going to benefit our fans. So yeah, look, if you can get to the den every Monday um, at seven o'clock, seven till nine, then definitely sign up, mate. Um, we need about fifteen fellas to to sign up. Not not loads. So you know. Uh, I think we've got about four or five. If we can get another 10 within the next week, then we can probably get ready to go next week. So um, I need to lose the derby, mate. So uh, I need more of you lot to to get involved. So, uh, yeah, please. I look forward to the weekly monologues from you, Mickey, mate. That's for oh, sure. Definitely, I look forward definitely. to the updates from it. So, um, yeah, oh, it should definitely. be... I think- It'd be, I'm sure it'd be great, kind of, you know, even just like, you know, everyone's been stuck at home for the last year and a half, just something to, you know, throw yourself into, something to get into and enjoy. And obviously, like, you've got those people in the same position as yourself. So I'm sure it's a great, you know, opportunity to good, you know, make a change, do and it. And, talk, you know, so, social. And, and talking about, obviously, we talked about Nick at the beginning of the show. Talking about Nick at the end of the show, Nick was one of the people who set up the Millwall Fitness Club about. 15 years ago, I think, maybe 20 years ago, um, <laughs> at Millwall with, um, with Professor Allison, um, who, who was part and parcel there, checking your blood pressures and everything else. So, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, um, it's been done before and it had a good take up before. So, yeah, look, you know, if you're a Millwall fan, you want to lose a derby, um, then, yeah, look, you know, get yourself down to Millwall, get yourself filled out, let them get in touch with you. And then hopefully I'll see you on a Monday night very, very soon. Nicely put, mate. I mean, we've reached our house the other point as always, and it's coming towards the end of the show. So, Kai, you've been sitting there quietly for the last 10 minutes, but as always, thank you for coming on, mate. Um, I'll, I'll put a little plug for you. I think, you know, obviously you're doing a lot of your journalism, haven't you, towards the end of the season, and obviously you, you're doing your fan channel, that obviously Mill Fan TV. Uh, but, yeah, obviously a little plug for you, mate, and obviously next season you look forward to getting straight back into written articles and obviously hope some more fa- fan content, I hope. Yeah, and you're on mute again. Oh my God! See, Mickey no in the skies. See, they can really what is this? <laughs> there's only one Mickey Simpson because there ain't now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's two. I, I, two. I welcome you, Kai, to the mute club. <laughs> <laughs> the first rule of the mute club: you speak nothing. It's silent. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh god! Oh, come on, Kai. Um, new, new season. A uh, lot of hopefully some creative content from you next year. Hopefully, mate. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to you know just doing it. Hopefully, back at the den as well. Be nice. Uh, feeling a bit more you know engaged with with the club and stuff. Just being at the den would be nice. Uh, I think you know from home as much as it's you know it's it's good having the iFollow servers. I don't think any of us feel sort of you know, involved because you were naturally when you're not at the den you don't feel as close to, to Millwall as maybe you would if you were there. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that next season and, and hopefully, yeah, carry on with all the stuff I'm doing. Love that. Uh, and a slight little plug for myself, seeing as I'm, it's half my show this with uh, Mickey, um, I'm starting to relaunch my fan blog as well, millwallfanblog.com, uh, and that will be twice a week, hopefully some written content for myself and something similar to what Kai's doing over there as well. So, yeah, I mean, check that out. It'll be out yesterday when you're watching this to be one out in, on Tuesday go on Mickey there's a tab on our website if you if you you know our website just go on our website and along the top you'll see the tab and it says Millwall Fan Blog click on there take you straight to Omar and you won't miss a thing there you go so yeah I mean obviously check that out as well anything you guys want to put forward any feedback always appreciated much like for our show and obviously if you haven't already rate our podcast and follow us across our social media platforms we're available on all Spotify and Apple podcasting forums five star reviews and uh, tell us what you think about Neil Fizzler when he's on the show and uh, yeah go on Mickey you can also go on our website and click rate our podcast there's a button there, for you there you press go. to take you straight there in fact on our website there's loads of those buttons because we don't want you to be doing all the hard work. We've done it for you. And remember, on our website, you can leave a voice message to be played out on the show if you uh, if you got something to say. Birthdays, bar festers, bar misters, weddings. <laughs> you know, did you see that the other day? Sorry, before we end, I know it's a bit of a, a vague one. Did you Go see on. that wedding speech? Yeah, I yes, saw that. Yeah, the speech with the guy Rowett. That was quality. Yeah, um, I, I don't know where that was. It was on Twitter, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it yeah his dad got married. Well, his dad. Um, yeah, name? I can't think of his dad's name now. But yeah, his dad got married on Saturday. So yeah, I thought that was absolute yeah. classic. It was. It was, uh, it was nice to see. So yeah, congratulations on your wedding, um, and congratulations <laughs> on the uh, on the toast, fella. So yeah, well done. Yeah, great speech. I enjoyed it. It was a good laugh, that one. But yeah, that's like I said, that's the end of our show today, guys. Uh, I'm really getting the buzz back for the new season already. And I'm, I'm probably the only one at the moment because the Euros is in the way and it's two months away. But nonetheless, I'm ecstatic and excited for the new season and not just for the Millwall, but also for the podcast and any content we put out there. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. And we'll be back next Wednesday with another show. Thank you very much. So get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year.
and no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.